What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we're covering everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. Today, I have Brian Laughlin on the podcast. You might have seen him around as Bruffstar. He is the founder of Satoshables, which is the project. It's a tribute to the meme of Satoshi Doyen Nakamoto, and they initially minted on ETH, done pretty well over there, but they made waves recently because they are the first project to successfully port from ETH to Stacks with their own solution. They're calling Stacks Bridge. So that was pretty exciting when it was announced. Uh, you started seeing these things come over and ending up on Stacks marketplaces. And it's kind of interesting because the artwork, you can tell where they are depending on the background. The ones on ETH will have a certain background, and the ones on Stacks will have a slightly tweaked background and a nice B in the top right, so you can tell where they're currently at home. Uh, but yeah, we cover a ton. You know, it's inspiration for the project. Uh, they have a giving pledge kind of thing for the project, so we talk about that and explore some of the you know technicalities and what was difficult about building Stacksbridge. So check it out, this conversation with... Brian Laughlin, founder, creator of Satoshables. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. Hi, uh, Brian, thank you for coming on the show, my man. How are you doing today? Not bad. Great. Thanks for having me, Jake. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. You guys have made some waves in the past week by bringing Satoshi home and uh, creating the first ETH to Stacks bridge. And um, yeah, I just want to get a pulse on how you guys are feeling right now by completing this thing. How's the community feeling? What's the energy like? Yeah, everyone's really excited. Um, it's actually been uh, quite a long time coming. We, we announced this in November last year. Um, but I've been thinking about it basically since like the first week of our mint on Ethereum uh, in July last year. So thinking about how to do these Bitcoin NFTs and everything and then Stacks came into my life and I'm like, okay, that's the one. Uh, and then try to figure out how to get over there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming and uh, finally it's, it's here and I'm super happy to be like, have a presence on Stacks. People are seeing it on the marketplaces. Everyone's really excited. Heck yeah. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about what is Satoshiables? Cause I've seen the artwork, you know, I first heard about you guys from Trevor, who's like the, the NFT pulse for me, like whatever he's looking at, I'll, I'll give a little bit of an eye to too. And he was early on you guys. So what is the project? Yeah, exactly. Trevor was one of our early, early uh, holders. He actually was the one who put me onto Stacks. Um, but just to go way back at the beginning, basically, like it was end of 2020, I started seeing like the NFT buzzword going around. And obviously I had like knowledge of CryptoKitties back in the day. And I thought, oh, okay, these are now coming back. These NFT things are, are, are kicking around. And I had a look and like at the time, at the end of 2020, the artwork was just not good. Like it was like, I'm like, hmm, these are selling. Okay, great. But I had an idea like, okay, maybe in 2021, it's got to be like decent artists, like, you know, kind of coming with good art and, and it might be the time so I took a bet basically and, and gambled on it and, and started my own project and I had this idea of like well maybe try to do a Bitcoin themed one and then the, the, the idea of the meme of Dorian Nakamoto came into my head and I thought that would be really funny if people could get it basically and I, I had the idea of doing a, I wanted to do like a comic book style 
So I was looking around for an artist and that's where I found our artist Ayub. He, he's like a super, super talented comic artist and, and you know, I gave him this photo of, of uh, Dorian and he's like, who's this Japanese guy? What's he got to do with this Scottish guy? Like, you know, is it his weird uncle or something? And I'm like, no, just please just draw it. I'll explain later, you know. And then he, he, he drew the thing and I'm like, great, now take his hair off, take his clothes off, take his glasses off. And this guy's like, is this guy crazy? What does he want all this stuff for? Because he's used to just drawing like portraits of cats or whatever for people or and he's he thinks i'm related to this guy and i had to explain it's, it's an nft and then he's like what's an nft so we went down this whole journey together but yeah that's kind of where it was born was, it was this idea of doing a funny kind of bitcoin themed nft um, and then luckily we launched just about the time where the, the profile photo hype just exploded in july and um, board apes came out it's like absolutely massive and we just caught that wave basically and, and, and caught a lot of the attention of the bitcoin guys Trevor included and, and they contacted me and like oh this is really cool I love Satoshi I love the idea but like I'm so annoyed I had to buy it with Ethereum <laughs> you know, like I wish I could buy it with Bitcoin and then that's when Trevor put me onto Stacks you know and then it's like since then I've been trying to get over there okay it's crazy to me too like the the NFT craze hasn't been that long but it feels long like it's only been maybe a year since it's like really gone crazy yeah, I mean, especially on Stacks. Stacks is so early. Stacks is even earlier than the ETH, you know. So it's it's crazy. But as well, when you look at there's a there's a thing going around now. These historical NFTs, you know, these the the crypto punks are obviously historical. Crypto skulls, all these kind of like really old. I say old. They're from 2017, right? It's like on ETH, and they're becoming quite popular because they're like the the OG on ETH, apparently. So it's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to go on Stacks as well, because it's like, you know, anything, any project, Megapod, all these ones that are launching there at the moment right now, they are OGs of Stacks no matter what. Like in five years, people got to look back and, and they'll be the first projects there. So that's why I was super motivated to, to try and get Satoshiables a presence on there as early as I could, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's early enough we can be one of the OGs, uh, you know, on, on Stacks. I, I think you came at the right time. So is that what's going on? Is because I saw some crypto punk news, like a couple sold for some crazy amount. Is there kind of this like resurgence for like the 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 blue chip blue chips are, are making a resurgence in the in the community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, CryptoPunks is obviously the, the largest one, but they've kind of messed up a little bit with their copyright and their IP kind of like scandal they had, where they say that people don't own the IP, and then. That caused so many derivatives to happen, which is like, hey, we're also CryptoPunks, but we give you the, the IP then, and then, you know, some of those have blown up. But apart from that, there's just, like, smart contracts that were minted in 2017 with, like, some, some pixelated artwork, and people are just jumping on those ones, and then some of the floors are going up to, like, 3, 4 ETH right now. Uh, just just because they're 2017 and I'm, I'm like asking well I was I minted mine in 2021 so am I going to be like a historic NFT in five years time you know like when, we, when you look back especially when you think about 2021 was the year actually of NFTs so like any, any project basically launched in 2021 should be considered pretty historic you know in, in five or ten years to, to come you know so okay and what's your what's your pulse on what's driving like I don't have a good read on NFTs. I, I I can't really tell what's moving. What's is it narrative? Is it art? Is it community? Like community seems like the biggest thing, but what's your pulse on what's driving like the new NFT projects that really pop? Yeah, it's a, it's a ton of speculation. I mean, there's there's a ton of speculation at the moment, and you know, with 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 one popular project comes ten copycat projects who some might do it well and some might just be a straight up copy and they, they're just like a basically like a rug pull or whatever but I, I feel like the Board Ape Yacht Club community is like obviously the one, the most popular one out there and what they've 
been able to achieve is, is quite amazing actually from the scale of it and they've been able to pull in you know quite celebrities and, and massive influencers as well so uh, from Satoshi's point of view it's also I would say I'm more focused on community building and try to get you know build a really strong core which I think we've been able to do so far um, you know my, my community in the Discord is, is a really kind of faithful and dedicated community they're writing blog posts and tweeting all the time so community is definitely an important factor um, so it's, it's hard to say like ton of speculation at the moment and uh, right now it's, it's all about utility as well so you know when I launched mine it was like profile photo artwork I'm going to mint this great and then that died out and it's like it's, what's the utility what's the point of this uh, NFT what does it do which is fair enough you know and we're also looking at Satoshi to include some utility but I think you know, in the future, utility has got to be a massive part of the, the, the ones that are going to survive, basically. Like, what's the real-world value, value are these actually bringing, apart from just speculation? And then you've got maybe one-of-one one artists who are using the platform to just, just sell their art with no utility, but their art is amazing, so they'll be able to just push their art. So I think that'll kind of die down with the copycats, and then you'll see two paths, one-of-one one stuff and this pure utility side to things. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, I'm seeing, it's like, it's too early to be big, but it will be big i think is communities and DAOs. like yeah the, the the token is your entrance and then you can guide uh like the direction and the impact of this treasury or this collective action that you can focus on something and that, and that feels real because you're not only just a satoshi beholder which like it's provable that's yours but you can also see like we put 10 percent of this towards that and we got this result that's that seems really early yeah, definitely. I mean, DAOs have been around now for a few years. I mean, DeFi obviously was like 20, 2019, 2020, um, and, and that they introduced DAOs then, kind of, but nobody really, it wasn't really in the mainstream. It's, it seems like NFTs have just dragged in all these kind of buzzwords, and people are going, oh, what's a DAO? And then, you know, now it's like NFTs might be actually the gateway for people to, to learn more about DAOs rather than some scammy DeFi project that nobody's interested in. So NFTs are maybe a better gateway for that, especially when you have the community aspect of it. People people do want to be part of something, and, and a DAO is obviously a great way to bring the community in and get them directly involved in decision making and different things like that. So, it's I think DAOs are super exciting, and they'll be they'll play a massive part going forward in probably every project. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned community earlier, and I read something about built with NFT and built with mm-hmm. Bitcoin. And it seems like your, your guys' thesis from the jump was about making, giving a disproportionate amount of your, what you guys are minting with or whatever to giving back. So talk a little bit about that. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, it's just since the beginning, I thought, well, why not just try and do something good? And, and we, we, we try to make this um, idea of like, let's donate uh, as much as we can, basically, uh, from the minting ETH, uh, and let's get let's uh, put it up to the community to decide what charities they should they should donate towards. Um, so we got to our, we got to do our first um, ten Ethereum donation, and we put it up to the community and said, okay, guys, here's a list of charities from thegivingblock.com, which is a super great website to donate crypto to a, a list of charities which are accepting it. So they're they're basically they can accept any any cryptocurrency there. Um, uh, so we gave them a list of charities and they landed on Built with Bitcoin, which is like obviously great for us because it's matching the theme and everything. But not not just that, like what they're doing is is really amazing. They're um, they're building up communities in, in rural areas around South America and Africa. Like a classic example is like you know um, a school, right? So a school you have these little communities in Africa, but the school is like a four or five hour walk away, 
walking away. So the, the, the kid gets up in the morning, walk, has to walk five hours and five hours back. The parents are terrified because it's like, you know, just to walk that distance. So they're like, cool, let's just build a school in the community then. So they go out and walk uh, 50 metres to get to the school, whatever it is, you know. So they've been building schools there for a few years now. Um, I think they've got schools in Kenya, Rwanda, Nigeria, and uh, South America, uh, El Salvador. They've got over 500 students in Africa. And, and it, was, it was blowing my mind, right? So basically, uh, we did this first 10 Ethereum donation and I wanted to go on the phone with him because it's the most money I've ever donated in my life. So I'm like, I need to know this guy. I want to get, where is this money going? Like, who's... Was it was his you know they a scam or whatever? But anyway, it turned out they weren't because I got on the phone call with, uh, with their founder Yusuf, super nice guy. He's he he created the the foundation, and he told me all these things with the school, everything what they're doing, and he he, he told me what they can do with this ten ETH donation, and it blew my mind. Like they, I think they were able to now build a similar construction now a whole new science lab with laptops, and they had money left over to build a, a new kind of a water filtration thing. And I'm like, that's insane with 10 ETH, you know, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and during the phone call, he then asked me about Satoshables and how I made it and everything. I said, yeah, you know, it's a generative project. You get artwork, you can generate 10,000 images. And then like this light bulb just clicked in my head. I, I don't know why, but I just like, oh my God, I've got a great idea. And I said, why don't we get like your students to paint for us? I'll Photoshop them uh, and then we'll make a collection and then donate 100% back through Built with Bitcoin. And then that's where Built with NFT was born. They were super ha- hyped about it. And uh, he, they, we wanted to launch it on Giving Tuesday, which was at the time two months away. So we're like, oh, okay, we'll try and do it then. And um, yeah, we basically did it. They got over 500 students to paint for us. They scanned each image. I mean, some of these children didn't even use, haven't used paints creatively before. So it was a whole thing, you know, like I was totally humbled and like, wow, this is, this is crazy. So they got over 500 students, the, the, the Built With Bitcoin team on the ground scanned each one individually, wrote down the child's name, age and school, like, and then basically sent it to me in a Dropbox. I went, opened each file in Photoshop, like cut out each one manually for like three days without sleeping. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I wrote the code to generate 10,000 unique pieces of art based on their, their paintings. Um, and uh, yeah, we launched it in two months, you know, we got out there, but the launch was not great because we launched it on Giving Tuesday and we got completely drowned out by uh, by other other charities launching at the same time. Mm. So uh, we're just trying to try to keep it going. But we've, so far, we've, we just we just raised our first thirteen Ethereum, and then that's now been cashed. We've got to cash out as we go. And the first thirteen Ethereum for Built with NFT has just been donated back to Built with Bitcoin, and then they've got to start uh, rolling that out. Uh, Yusuf is currently in Africa right now. He's he's got to gather loads of content. He's doing some interviews with the teachers also and the students. And then from that content, we're going to update the website uh, with all this stuff to show people like ongoing what the, what the funds are doing. So yeah, it's pretty, I'm, I basically say to my community, listen guys, this is now our thing. Like we've got to be a part of this now as, as our way of like giving back social good. And uh, we've got to donate to it, but also we've got to maintain the website. This will be our kind of a way of giving back as well. So I, I love it. I, I love that you can make impact with crypto and like be disproportionate, but also like you, you, you can see it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I work at a grocery store. We do some of that too, where we like uh, fundraise for certain kids to do a certain thing in schools. And then we can see their group, but if you want to go visit them, you can. It's it's amazing. How how big is your team though? And are you guys full-time on Satoshables? I am. I'm the only full-time member at the moment. I was lucky enough, to, lucky enough I was, I was 
scared to do it, but I did it. You know, I, I pulled the, I did it. I quit my job basically last year to go full time on Satoshiables, which was a big, big risky move. But like, you know, I want to try and make this the best it can be. And then my other team members are basically they are kind of part time, and you know, but they're super dedicated. Um, uh, just we've got a couple of devs, we've got a couple of guys running Discord, we've got a marketing person, and they're just getting paid kind of like on a project by project basis right now. And hopefully, if it grows into something massive, we can we can bring them on full time. But at the moment, it's it. just me. Okay, and I, I, that probably felt like a, a left turn question slightly, but the reason I ask is because the fact that you're doing this charity point from the jump, it it does hinder you to, from being able to bring people on quicker at some point. So like growing the project or growing the artwork might be hindered in the short term, but the long-term benefit of being mission-driven and giving back, if people are aligned on that, actually pays dividends longer term. So it's like, it's taking the the path of more resistance because it's yeah. the right thing to do, which I just, I just want to double click on that because I think it's powerful. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're, we're super proud of it. And just like you say, build the foundation and then just keep pushing it and try and get other people on board as well. So, yeah. Love it. Props to you guys. Okay, well let's let's start to switch over to Stacksbridge. But I am because I know I know nothing about Ethereum. I've used it once where I tried to <laughs> I was gonna mint a, a monster. This is a funny thing for people listening. I tried to mint a monster because uh they're having a mint right now for Satoshiables monsters. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of these, support these guys, he'll come on the pod, it'll be great. And then in my DMs, I got a I got a scam account and I clicked it and I got hacked for 0.1 ETH or whatever, so $300. Learn my lesson quickly. But that's my one experience on ETH. I haven't used it besides that. H- how is it on ETH? Like as an NFT project, I've heard it's, I've heard it's uh, saturated and competitive, but you also have massive liquidity. And I've talked to some projects who come to Stacks and they love it, but I can't tell if there's a selection bias because they're doing so well being in a, a big fish in a small pond. What, what's your pulse on ETH right now as, a, as an NFT collection? Yeah, like you said, it's super saturated. Um, it's hard to, when I started Satoshi Bros, like I had no following. I'm not like a famous person or anything. I had literally 20 followers on Twitter. Um, and I started Satoshi Bros with zero followers on Twitter, you know, so brand new. So it's an uphill struggle uh, It's then, but even now it's pretty much impossible. Like if you want to do a mint now on ETH, you need to have someone backing you. You need to have, you need to have a following. Otherwise you're going to drown. It's really, really difficult. Um, and it's kind of like hard to figure out what ones are legitimate and not. There's so many copies and so many scams out there as well. So it's it's a it's a it's a minefield at the moment. Um, but like you said, that's where all the all the liquidity is right now. That's, that's where everything's happening. Um, but with stacks, you know, it's it's a different situation. It's a it's a completely different environment as well. You know, the community's much more uh, intertwined with each other. Everyone gets on well. Um, it's obviously very early, so you've got a chance there to to make a make a splash and and you know have a voice as well. How often can you go and talk directly to the core team? I mean, you can do that in the Discord right now. You know, you can't do that with Ethereum basically. So um, that's also a big privilege as well to be so early that you, we can do that. But Ethereum is where it's at right now, and I think that uh, by by me bridging over to to Stacks, hopefully I can be like maybe. A, a kind of a guideline to say look you know it's working we've done it we've opened the doors now and we can maybe get similar projects my size you know we're not going to land board the yacht club at the, at the beginning but you know if we can get maybe a couple more projects my size over the bridge to see the potential of stacks then then that's that's the whole point of it really beautiful i love that and and the bridge so let's double click on the bridge what 
I guess I want to start with the technical side. How how hard was it to go from solidity to clarity? What kind of pitfalls did you run into? How, how was that experience trying to build it technically? Well, when we decided to go to Stacks, obviously we needed a clarity developer. Um, we got Sudrozak on involved in that. He's, he's you know he's really really well known in the space with his LN swap and he's doing a lot loads of other things. So really happy to get Zach involved with that. And then it's just a matter of okay, let's let's brainstorm this. I call with Marvin. There's different people in, in the space to try and brainstorm a little bit how to do this. And it became very apparent like okay. The trustless way right now is just that takes a ton of R and D to try and figure this out because it's not an easy thing. Um, you know, locking up an NFT or one chain and unlocking it on the other—it's just like to do it completely trustless is something that's got to take either much more advancements and in interoperability between the chains or or some some other kind of mechanism which is a little bit more um, decentralized. So. My, my thought was, well, okay, I don't want to wait five years before I get on stack. So how do we do this now? You know, and I said, okay, why don't we do it in the kind of stages? And then like stage one will be will be basically a trusted service by the, our team, by the Satoshiables team. And it's like, be open with it and say, right, if you want to use the bridge, then you need to trust us, basically. You know, we'll use all the security practices we, we can build, build into this thing. It'll be as secure as possible and audited, but it's not decentralized. Um, it's not completely trustless. And that's basically what we did. So we want to go on stack. So we launched version one as a as a basically like a trusted service, which is you know um, has this smart contract on has the Stoshbos contract on 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 ETH, has the Clarity contract on stacks, and then there's a bridge service running in the middle, basically, which is kind of a listening to the transactions and controlling that happening. So yeah, that's how we did it. But we're kind of always right now looking to get to that version two, right now. Maybe taking on some funding as well to try and get some real developer brains behind this problem and get it get it into a, like an open protocol, because that's when you can start bringing in other people when it's a, when it's more trustless. Then you can start showing other projects to say, okay, cool, you just need to use this protocol, and then it's really easy to to kind of set up. So yeah, that's the journey we're on right now. Okay, and and just from my own because I'm I'm new-ish to crypto. I've probably been here for like maybe six months, like heavy. When you're saying trustless versus trusted. Trustless would be completely code driven, no intermediary, and you can just click and it ends up over here. And trusted is there's some human in the middle that has to initiate some part of the process. Is that a way of thinking about it? Yeah. So you know, have you used um, Sudozak's LN swap before? Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a trustless protocol. So basically, you, you, it's all on chain. So there's no human element involved in it, and it's all on chain. So you know that it's going to just work fine. OpenSea, for example, is one Uniswap on ETH. It's also a trustless, completely trustless protocol. There's no centralized server involved in those transactions. It's all on chain. Um, so that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal is to basically make that happen. But it, it becomes um, trustless. Ser- trustless apps or trustless services are really kind of easy to do when it's on the same chain. So you could build a trustless app on Stacks directly if it's just like you want to build something like I'll, I'll, an NFT exchanger where like I put my NFT in and then you put yours in and then it swaps and then you can exchange it. That's totally doable on the same chain. But on a, on a different chains, I mean, different blockchains, completely Ethereum and Stacks is completely different. It's it's not possible at the moment. You can't you can't make them talk to each other. So you have to have this thing in the middle at the moment right now to, to, to communicate between the both chains. Yeah. Okay. And... This might be getting too in the weeds, but is what is the big hangup when it comes to what is missing R and D wise? Maybe maybe with this podcast, someone's going to hear the problem and they start working on it. What is the biggest issue that has to be R and D when it comes to making them talk? 
it's, 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 it's a term called interoperability. So basically allowing chains to be like and allow one chain to know what the other chain is doing basically is the ultimate dream and and uh, the only way it, it kind of works is that you can you need to have so stacks needs to know what's currently happening on ethereum so if you do a transaction on ethereum theoretically you could you could somehow get the block the ethereum block into the stack into stacks somehow and then stacks in then knows basically what's happening on ethereum that's the only way that can happen and um, there's no way of like asking ethereum or anything like that you have to give stacks the information and again i'm not like fully developer why this is that's my limited knowledge on on the thing um if anyone listening does know anything about this stuff then please reach out because that would be like amazing for us um but it's 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 quite a hard problem to solve right now um uh, but i'm sure st- the stacks team are also working on this because that is the ultimate goal as well because that would be their dream to also suck in a lot of liquidity from eth to be able to make it as interoperable as possible they're already working on being able to change a, a solidity contract into a clarity contract. Like you can do that already. Like you can just easily quite like convert it into clarity, um, which is a great thing for onboarding Ethereum people because then it's just like, oh, I've already got a smart contract on solidity. I can just convert it to clarity and launch it, and then I've got one there. Not that they'll communicate, but at least they'll be able to launch it there. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But it's, it's, it'll be super exciting if you can like one day just call a function call a function on a smart contract on ETH and then it gets picked up on stacks. Like that's the ultimate goal, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it does seem like bridges are starting to become the thing because I know you guys are first, but Megapond's working on their banana bridge and then Allbridge just got a pretty big grant to bring interoperability to stacks over 10 or so blockchains. So yeah, yeah pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. And you guys, the, the goal is going to be to make it somewhere open source. So it's, it's not going to be like initially it's verified projects or people that come to you initially, but the, but the dream is that anybody who wants to use this, just pour it in your assets and bring them over. Yeah, I think that is the dream. But the more and more I talk to people about it, I'm not sure if it's if it's even possible to do without some sort of a setup process. Um, when we could, you, you make it a protocol maybe, but there will be some sort of a you'll need to set up a smart contract on on, on Clarity, right? I mean, there has to be someone doing that because the NFTs have to live there. So there will be a setup process, and whether or not it comes from a service that we provide, or we just give the guidelines for people to like here's the step by step, here's how you get going with the protocol kind of thing. We're not, we're not sure. Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, man, this has been super interesting. I want to start to close this down, but what? I'm sure you have a ton going on between the bridge, the monsters, more art coming down. What do you guys have coming down the pipeline? I mean, you, you could pick between six months to a year. What do you, what are you guys working on? I've not really announced it yet, so I can't really say anything. But we are working on the, the whole point of us going to stacks. Uh, for me, was was two twofold basically to to give my holders um, a, a choice of going to a blockchain which is backed up by Bitcoin, you know. So for security purposes, people want to hold for the long term, send it there, and then just you know you've, you're you're golden because it's backed up with Bitcoin. But also to build utility because building utility on Ethereum right now is super expensive with the gas fees, and the transaction fees over on Stacks are obviously minuscule, and it's just it's a much better place to start building this stuff. So we, all I can say is we are building something right now that will be launched very soon. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> okay, big question but mark, it, but you heard it here first. Yeah, but it'll be on stacks anyway. So we plan to build stuff there. We plan to, you know, get get involved with the community uh, as much as we can, you know, and uh, try and be a good member of the of the community as well. So 
Love it. We are happy to have you guys. We're hundred percent. Well, any, any, any closing thoughts before you close it down something that we didn't discuss or you want to tell the community? Uh, no, just really happy to, to be on Stacks finally. You know, we've been talking about it for a few months now and then we finally launched it and it's so good to see that first, uh, basically the first Satoshi will get bridged over and then you see it pop up on the marketplace and um, a small note just to the marketplaces as well, like, you know, the, the, the Byzantine guys, Stacks NFT, Stacks Art, all those guys there, like what we're doing right now would be a thousand times more difficult if they guys didn't help us you know like they, they were, they've been so open to the community it's those marketplaces that are really driving the nft scene forward like without them it would be impossible so big shout out to them for for all the help they gave us like with the transition they were all super helpful with getting us there and and and, and listing our stuff and everything so yeah that's all i want to say is a big thanks to those guys yeah shout out to all of them i know every time i talk to someone who's working on an nft collection they've already talked to multiple guys and gotten a bunch yeah. of help and i'm like these dudes must have clones like how they do <laughs> everyone i talk to is has has a positive view of either obsidian or plutus or jamil yeah. or all of them so it's yeah the great yeah, guys they're, they're killing it well yeah. brian this has been fantastic thank you for coming on man i like what you guys are building thanks for having me jake speak soon cheers that's it for this episode. What do you guys think? I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did talking with Brian. Super nice guy. Loving what they've built. You know, there's so many ways to help bring stacks to the masses, whether it's a bridge from ETH, interoperability, scaling solutions, unlocking Bitcoin, all these things, you know, push the mission forward. So, yeah, I'd love to see it. Satoshi Bulls is dope. The artwork is dope. But if you could do me a favor, it would mean the world to me. It's cliche. Every podcaster says it. And it's because it probably works, which is if you could please subscribe on YouTube and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. It does so much to help push this podcast uh, up in the ranks. So we're trying to make it a top 20 podcast this year, just like we're trying to get Stacks to be a top 20 project in crypto this year. And I think we can do both, but I do need your help. So if you can leave me a review, that does wonders. And, you know, subscribe on YouTube, maybe comment. I reply to every single comment. Uh, But yeah, that's it. If you do it, I love you. If you don't, still love you. That's it. See you next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now, I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out, cause I don't think about everything going wrong.